All right, a toast to the Modern Goodies Podcast. Cheers, guys. All right, hello Cheers. and welcome to another episode of the Modern Goodies Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor King Miner, and on the mic today, I've got really two, I've got two really good friends, uh, Michael Ross on the FaceTime back here. It's your boy. And my uh, officially named co-host, Chandler Schwing. Recently promoted, yay! Hell yeah. So it's a good time. So you might notice we're doing things a little bit different. Our third chair is empty because, I mean, quite obviously, if you're watching the video as of March 2020... We have no friends. Uh, yeah, no, we lost all of our <laughs> friends. It, it, was, it was a really bad time. No, uh... Obviously, quarantine, COVID-19, uh, with everything that's going on. So this is the best way that we could continue the show. So uh, here we are, and we're going we're gonna to try and talk about a couple different things, but I feel like the majority of this is probably going to be very obviously about the disease, but uh, we'll go ahead and get right into it. So uh, what's up, guys? How's everyone doing? Well, I would say, but you know how I'm doing because we have been in quarantine for the past... <laughs> yeah. 12 days so obviously chandler and i are roommates so before anyone gets in the comments and they're like oh what the fuck like you're not you're not you're not doing your part like you're not you're not uh, quarantining yourself like we, we live together so we're in the same boat no matter what yeah so we've uh, we've been hit pretty hard by this disease obviously um you know with the initial layoffs uh, my good friend here and my other roommate have also been Laid off due to what has been happening. Um, yeah, and then I have gotten trapped into my desk job, unfortunately. Uh, and then Michael, you know, uh, physics grad student that we have here, he's, I mean, you know, been stuck to online classes. So it's yeah. it's been interesting. So how's that been? How's how's the online classes been for the, for the physics? Dude, oh my God. These classes are not meant to be taught in an online format. Like I don't imagine. No. They're supposed to be taught face to face so that you can have ample time to ask your professors questions. And in my case, one of my professors is just sending me his lecture notes instead of like lecturing because he can't. That's got to so, be rough. Yeah, it, fuck it. So, it, like, is it just like the presentations with like his anecdotes about like what he is like teaching or? Or like what he would say if he was going to go through, or how how does like that work? PowerPoints. Not even that. It's like just a piece of paper with things that are from the book, like handwritten. That, yeah, handwritten. Good and lord. Then everything that he would say is in his mind, and he says it as he writes it on the board. Ah, so he's insane. Yes. No. <laughs> it looks like it looks like he's insane then. Yeah, that sounds rough. I mean, I, when I was in college, I took mostly online, like just to go with my work schedule because it was easier for mm -hmm. me. But there was still a few classes, and you're in, you're in what? Uh, going for your master's? Well, you're you're going for your doctorate, but you're what trying to get your master's degree first? Yeah, right. So, <clears throat> and all your classes are, I'm sure, infinitely tougher than mine. And there were still a few of mine that like. I had them in person. I was like, if I didn't have this class in person, I don't know how I could pass it. So I can, yeah. I can definitely imagine how difficult it could be. Do mm. they not have yeah. like a, an option for like a video like type course where like the professor like does like a video lecture or something? I don't know if that well, would be easier. It's an option, but it's not just the classes online. Like, I do better in an environment that I'm supposed to be able to study in, like at a library or at that. a fucking college, but not at my house. Like home is for not school. 
fucking no. off. That I, I could barely study whenever I was at home because I would get distracted like so easily. So like yeah. I would normally like try and study like in between classes or something. I would go to the library and study. Yeah, exactly. Like it just exactly. Feels right. Yeah, no, that's that's rough, man. I took. I only took a couple of online classes when I was at uh, Texas Tech, but I there was this one class in particular that like she she had the option. She was like, yeah, I know, I know, coming to eight a.m. classes, I know it's super hard for you guys, you know, just like super coddling. And she's like, so I post all of my stuff online, so if you're ever like whatever. So I I started off. Um, I went to class for a little bit and then like midway through the semester, I was like, nah, like why the fuck am I getting up at eight in the morning when I have all these things? But then I, fi- I figured out that like, it was actually much harder to like not be there and be engaging in class than it was to like sit there, take notes from the slides. And then also to like force myself to do it. I'm like, yep. so eventually I just started going back to class. So I'm like, there's no, there's no real incentive to, uh, even though I have this option to do that. So, so yeah, I've had that, but like in the inverse. So one of my classes, it was taught. I took it two different classes, uh, two different semesters, but it was taught by the same professor. And both of them were like a one day a week class, but the class was like two hours and 45 minutes and he didn't do any Shit. breaks. It was pretty grueling. I mean, he was a fine professor. He was interesting, yeah. but yeah. You, I, I cannot sit for two hours and forty five minutes yeah. and focus. We, we, I had, a, I had a class. Um, it was like it was only like one Monday every like other week or something like that, and it was like a four hour class. And the dude was just like forced into teaching it. So he was like, you know, mid midway through, he'd be like, I don't want to do this for another two hours. <laughs> like we'll do these last couple slides and we'll leave. I'm like, I'm like, my, thank you. You're, you're a hero. In my case, my professor was pretty gung ho. Like he was pretty, uh, fuck. I can't even think of the word I'm looking for. He, he really wanted to teach the subject, but after like our first exam, like he would post like his lecture notes online. It'd just be like bullet, like PowerPoints. Mm. And the, we only had four exams a semester. And like, those were our four grades for the whole semester, like no homework. And he was like, I don't count, uh, uh, like any absences or anything like that. You're not going to get graded on that. If you want to be here and get the lectures, you'll get it. If not, then you're going to fail the exams. I'm like, oh shit, I better get there. <laughs> and after I took the first exam, I was like, wow, these are just like word for word off of his like yeah. bullet points online. So yeah. I literally mm-hmm. went to his class only for tests and got an A both semesters. I was like, this is living. Yeah. This is the easiest way. Dude, I could go on for, for days about like some classes that I was in that the people, they would ask me, they're like, dude, like, do you, do you have some notes? This class is so hard. I'm like, dude, if you just showed up like every <laughs> fucking day, like you're supposed to, you would know this is easy, but I don't want to get into all that. So I feel like, I feel like the main thing that's pressing right now that, you know, people, I don't know if they want to hear about, but you know, when we look back on this, we're going to be like, all right, what do we talk about? So let's get back to the main thing that's like at hand. Uh, So shit. I don't know, man, the world's crazy. Everything right now, everything that we know, like life, just regular day to day has been completely shifted. (laughs) Like the craziest thing for me is like how bad it got in like just like two weeks or like a week and a half. Like Mm -hmm. at the beginning of March, like everyone's like, yeah, Corona, ha, 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 make memes of it, which there were some fantastic memes to come from Corona. Had some good yep. goofs and gaffes. And then, like, a week later, we're like, 
oh shit, our whole yeah. country is infected. Well, I, I remember, so like I, uh, when I'm at work, I have a little bit of downtime in the morning when I'm separating all the shit that I'm doing. And so I'll be on the computer and I'll, I'll read like the, you know, the morning articles. I'll be sipping my coffee. I'll be reading the morning articles. Um, and very adult like, yeah, I, I know. I literally, I said that and I was like, I sound like a fucking 50 year old man. Um, you gotta get the dad so, so I'm too. like, he's, I'm he's sorting like, through and he's just, <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. So I, I was, <clears throat> I was reading these articles. Uh, so, so anyway, so I'm like sifting through them in the morning. And so like, I started reading about it. And so this is back beginning of January. I want I want to say or like mid January. And so, uh, uh, all the uh, there were a couple of reports of this new disease and and so you know me I, I i love everything all science and you know anything that could be slightly apocalyptic i fucking i just dive right into it and so i'm like oh that's cool and i was like reading about it and it was like th- there was only like a couple deaths at the time there was like 11 maybe like it really wasn't that much but then like every day i'd notice like a couple more and so i'm like you know uh my last week that i was like really reading the articles at work there was like 17 deaths from this new disease in china and i'm like Okay. I was like, well, you should probably keep your eyes on that. Like, this seems like it's something that might be maybe concerning. I'm not sure. And so I went on vacation. And when I came back, like, the number had skyrocketed. There was, like, 600 or something like that within a week. And I was like, oh, fuck. And so, yeah, like, no one no one was really taking it serious. And the whole time, and, and like, I'm kind of like a hypochondriac, like, a little bit. And so, like, the whole time I'm like... It's true. Yeah, I was like, man, I... <laughs> shit i really i hope that doesn't like you know spread and everyone's like no it's fine like it's fine and like you know me i'm all worried about it. i'm like i don't know and i like the whole time i was in colorado i was making jokes about it i was like ah maybe like maybe it'll spread they're like oh don't even worry about it man and then like now here we are we're the we're like the country with the most like the most confirmed cases number one baby we're fucking we are number one usa fucking baby sh- we're gonna be Warbin, number one Yeager in everything Jensen. yeah what <laughs> <laughs> Come Schmitty. again? Schmitty, Schmitty Werben Jägerman Jensen. <laughs> Jägerman Jensen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get that one. So do all of our viewers. It's a SpongeBob reference. Okay, our viewers probably, probably do. I'm, I'm, I grew up poor. I don't understand SpongeBob lingo. <laughs> I apologize. That did probably sound like I had a stroke on camera. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I don't know. So, I got back, and, like, I was, like, really concerned about it. And then, you know, next thing we know, we're, like, I don't know, here we are. March, it's, like, two months later, we're fucking, everyone's on uh, pretty much citywide lockdowns. Like, I don't think I don't think it's, like, a federal thing yet that everyone has to be on a lockdown. But, you know, most major cities are, like, Dallas is, even the Hunt County, you I know. Think the, I think it goes county to county. Pretty much, yeah. I think. From what I understand, because like uh, when our friends sent us the the feed of what was going on in Hunt County, it was like no confirmed cases, no confirmed cases, no confirmed cases, lockdown. So yeah, well, they I have that was funny. they have two confirmed cases now, I believe. I yeah. know I saw one, but I could have sworn while I was excuse me looking through like shit today this morning, like I saw that there was a second confirmed case in Hunt County. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. And so like for people who don't know, though, I'm sure most of our viewers are actually in Hunt County. Super small town, uh, northeast of Dallas, so like no one would even pay any mind to it. But we have two confirmed cases, so you know it goes anywhere. Uh, you know Sawyer was talking to us, and so I, I, I had made the comment. He was like, "Hunt County is like totally normal," and I was like, "Yeah, it's because there's not that many cases there." And he was like, you know, he started freaking out. He's like, "Yeah, it's because no one's taking it serious." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I know, I I agree with you. Like that's that's the problem is that yeah, I feel like that's the sentiment of I don't 
like probably like 90% of the country, like outside of like major cities, like in each state, like everyone has like the idea of like, yeah, Corona whatever. Like it's not going to happen to me. It's not going to come out here. And everyone has that mindset. And then it's, it's just going to continue to spread. Well, this is the thing you see kind of, kind of all over. It's with, it's with a lot of stuff, you know, it's with, it's with cancer. It's with like, you know, I, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. It's with like, uh, murder the mindset of can't happen to me is incredibly strong and toxic because it's like you know when you hear about these crazy you, you know you hear about pandemics you hear about you hear about murder you hear about shit like that it's like that happens to like that stuff that's sensationalized that's not something that happens to like me just like a regular joe blow but it does like and, and clearly with the with the way this thing has spread it, it happens to everyone yeah well even like the difference between that it's like it's not the there's going to be like a murder spree that spreads out to you. Like you're far less yeah. likely for that to happen. But something like this, if you had a time to be any like remotely concerned that it could get to you, it would be this disease that spreads like wildfire. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was nuts. What were you saying, Michael? I was saying uh, the thing that's dangerous about the can't happen to me mindset and uh, this particular disease, the coronavirus, is that uh I think I want to say one country, maybe Iceland or a few others, like 50 to 75% of their positive cases were asymptomatic. Yeah. So the people who think that it may not happen to them could very well be carrying the disease and spreading it to everybody that they come in contact. Right. It's already happened to you and you don't even know it. Well, that's yeah. Like that, that's what's most terrifying about this entire thing. Like, oh, that... uh, go ahead. Sorry. Hmm? Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was in Walmart like two days ago. Yeah. So two days ago, we Sarah and I went to Walmart to go get shit, and like I didn't realize how afraid I was to be near anybody until I was near people because any one of them could have been carrying the disease, and I wouldn't have known it. And yeah. so when Sarah went to Walmart today, I stayed home. Yeah. So like I, with my job, I have a certain amount of, it sucks, but, but it's like realism about it because the nature of my job, I, I, for those who don't know, I kind of work, I work for a mortgage company. So we get these documents that come like all over the country. And what we know about this disease is that for the most part, it's primarily surface based. So you know, we get, we, people touch these documents, they send them in and like, they get there within a day, like it's overnight shipping. And it's like, I'm touching something that somebody else has touched. Like who fucking knows who touched this document. And so like, I'm not, I'm not like these other people who can just like completely work from home. Like in the morning, I have to go and give the work that I've done before, like, like the previous day and then receive the work that I'm going to get for that day. So every single day I'm getting out and I'm technically ex- like could be exposed to the disease because I mean, who knows who my coworkers have touched or been around? Who knows if they're doing, they're taking the right precautions and they're self-quarantining. So it's like any day I could have had the disease for two weeks and not even, not even fucking known it. And that's yeah. the thing that is the most dangerous about it because when, when the disease first started, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, it's only old people. It's people with pre pre, uh, dispositions and things like this, you know, autoimmune diseases and things like that. But now there's been multiple reported cases of people our age, you know, I'm, we're only 23 years old dying from this disease, um, or in critical condition in the hospital or hospitalizations, which have drastically gone up 
So it, it's not the, the, the stigma that we had before of this only happens to old people, this only happens to sick people. Like, no, this could happen to anyone. Granted, it's much less likely that, you know, you or me or Chandler are going to get the disease, but it's still a, it's still a pot. It's definitely a possibility, which we didn't really think was the case before. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, and sorry, that's something that no, I, you, you... Chan, Chandler's <laughs> turn. It's Chandler's turn. That's okay. something that I kind of had to deal with. Like last week, whenever Trevor found out that someone at his work had a confirmed case of it. We did. We had one confirmed case in the office. And because of that, before we, before Dallas County was put on lockdown, we had to self quarantine ourselves for, bare minimum of two weeks and then we got lucky and within that two weeks we uh that that's when dallas county announced that they were doing their mandated quarantine anyways yeah so we put ourselves on like the our self-quarantine and that's like when i told my work about it, and that's when we got laid off because we could potentially be exposed to it but, like the hardest thing for me was trying to talk to my dad about it because he's I mean, you know both y'all know my dad and i'll try not to throw him under the bus here too much but he's pretty you know He's kind of a, he's a conspiracy theorist. He's kind of out there, you know. He's he's not a complete retard. He's pretty rational. But Chandler's dad is fucking hilarious. I love Chandler's yeah. dad. But yeah, every, everyone has some opinions that are a little like fringe. So yeah, uh, he's pretty skeptical on like how widespread and deadly it could be. And you know, I tried. I had like a hard conversation with him, trying to like tell him like I could potentially be exposed like through Trevor, who could have been exposed through someone else who was in contact with someone else. He's like. No, you don't have it. You're fine. I'm like, you don't know that. I was like, I'm not, because right. he wants me to like, you know, come out and we want to put our boat in the water and go fishing. I'm like, I don't want to be around you. Cause my dad's 68 years old. I'm like, I don't want to be around you or my mom or my niece. I was like, yeah. oh, we don't know. And he's, you know, trying to give me the old thing, like how everybody thinks he's like, it. you, you don't have it. You're fine. And yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know that. And I could, could very well be passively carrying it. And then I could give it to you and then you don't know about it. And then you go out and spread it to other people. And I was like, right. That's like the mindset that everyone needs to have is like, shit, I could have it. I need to, we need to do what other countries are doing and just stay in place for X amount of days to make sure you don't have it. And then you're okay to like go out. But I, I can't see that happening in our country. Well, there's no way. Well, with the mindset of our current administration, I, I, you know, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a dilemma because the the issue that we're having right now is that you, we're 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 a working country. We we live for our work. That's pretty much that's just known. That's what's happened with our capitalistic society. Like we you know every every day day in day out we put work ahead of really anything else. And so now we're put in this position where we can't really do that anymore. Like we can work from home, but like how productive are you going to be from home? Really, it doesn't matter what company you're with. You, you're not going to. It's not going to be the same level of productivity. So like our economy is obviously going to suffer from it. I mean, that's not even to mention you know all the industries that have been shut down in China, which were essential to businesses here in the U.S. <clears throat> but so our economy is going to suffer. But like, what's more important that you? Know, I don't know. It's like a catch 22 because our economy is going to suffer, but at the same time, you don't want more loss of human life. But then it's like, well, if we let it get too bad in one direction, it's also going to cause loss of human life and it's going to cause suffering. And you know, if it gets like great depression levels, starvation shortages nationwide, like, so like, I understand a bit of the, you know, the back and forth. It's not exactly black and white, like, you know, shut everything down. Don't, but you know, when you have someone who's like a, you know, a, a well-known epidemiologist, 
and is like, hey, we, there's no fucking way we can open the country back up by April 3rd. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like you would take that into consideration a bit more. It, it, it's like, I want to make money. I don't want people to lose their jobs. But at the same time, I don't want people to lose their lives. Like, if I had to choose between people, you know, our economy suffering or like one person dying, I don't, I don't want someone to die. And I feel like that should be like the forethought, but that's, that's not what's happened here. And you know, that Trump and the Republican administration, they're, they're really dead set on trying to get the economy back up and running like as soon as possible. But I just don't, I mean, right now at the current position that we're at, I, I don't see that happening. I, I don't think that's a good idea at all. Like if we just open it back up before, like right after April 3rd, it's going to mitigate everything that we did in that short amount of time. It's just going to spread even further. So, yeah. Ah. And if you get, like, if anyone, like, higher up in government is going to say, like, yeah, it's okay. Like, people that don't pay attention to it are pretty skeptical. are going to be like, all right, well, we got the all clear, so we can go out and do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. And then it's going to get exponentially worse than it already is. And we already have yeah. the most confirmed cases per population. So, yeah. well, just... I can only imagine what it would be like if top levels of our government or even the president was like, yeah, open borders, like we can go, you can leave, you're free to go do whatever you want, no lockdown, and then every single person in the country gets it. Yeah. Which I, I honestly, I feel like that's going to happen. Like, it unless will happen. Some, unless something like really drastic changes where like, and that's another thing too that I wanted to talk about is like people are going to, like the argument there would be if someone wanted to say like, it's mandatory, you cannot leave your house, well then you're always going to have that person. It's like, this is America, I can leave and go wherever I want if I want to type of deal. It It's just, yeah. it's, well, a, it, yeah. it's, it's a clusterfuck. I, I mean, I've never been one to like really worry like too much. Like I've always kind of felt like, out of place of like politics and whatnot like it doesn't really affect me too much but this like affects everybody and it's it's pretty scary the way it's going because it's it's not getting any better whatsoever it's yeah. getting worse well, every single yeah. day what's happening in new york we're basically the new italy like we're worse it really? new, new york is well i mean like technically as the country country as a whole we're worse right now because of we have the most confirmed cases but what's happening? Yeah. Wh yeah, but what's happening just specifically in New York? I mean, they're like, we need a shitload of ventilators because like we're already seeing uh, like an unprecedented amount of cases, and it's only going to get worse. And like a lot of people, people at the CDC are saying like, what we're seeing right now is not the peak. It's basically just the beginning of the peak, and it's already really bad. So like you know they're they're requesting all these ventilators, and like Trump is like, I don't believe you really need that many, and. and you know, that, like politics aside, the way this administration has handled this has been disastrous. It, I, you know, it, it started off like I was pretty hopeful. Like I thought yeah. like maybe like a week and a half or like two weeks ago, like I was like, you know what? Trump's doing all right. Like the I, way he's handled yeah, this. I, I, thought, thought the I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you know, I hate this guy, but he's he's pulling things together and he's making it happen. And then this this whole debacle happens yeah. and I'm just. Yeah. That, well, you see that that's the thing about it. It's like, I, you know, I thought the same thing. I was like, you know, he's actually, he's kind of taking measures. I didn't really think he would take, especially like uh, at the time it was a week prior. He was denying the existence of the disease like at all. And then he started implementing, you know, things to mitigate it. I was like, okay, good for him. But then it like, it didn't stop there. And so, um, you know, one of our friends, you know, Sawyer, he mentioned earlier today, he was like, I don't understand like the hate boner for America. And I was like, no, yeah. like I, like I get that there are some things because you know everyone just re wants to relate it to it's just our healthcare system. And it's like, well, it's it's not just our healthcare system. 
like, yes, it would help if, you know, everyone had universal health care and, and whatnot. Like, maybe they'd be more likely to go to the doctors or, or whatever, but that's not even the point I'm getting on. The point is, is that when you... Oh, my God, I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, shit. Fuck. Well, why, yeah. don't, why don't you think on it? And I was going to say, like, besides, like, our health care system, like, there should be, like, no... That's what it was. There should be no problem with us having or being able to get access to, like, a stockpile of the essential, like, goods that we need to combat this, like, the ventilators right. or the masks and things like that, like, absolute necessities to help combat this, like, we can't get either because we don't have enough money or it's already spread too far. Like, there's factories in other countries, I know, that, like, produce, like, these certain items that aren't able to function because of the disease, and it's like, yeah, we get caught with our well, pants down and corona starts already bending us so over. Sorry, yeah. sorry. So, I mean, with that, how do you really prepare for something like that? Because uh, just spitballing numbers here, I think I read somewhere that the United States has like 50 to 100,000 hospital beds and we're expecting like millions of cases at some point. And I mean, it's it's not practical to have that many ventilators on hand. Like, I understand the need to mitigate the loss of life but at the same time like you can't really prepare for something of this big of scale i think which is why you have to take the preventative measures that everybody is trying to go on like, right what well, what that that's part of the problem though is that <laughs> well, what is it, what could have prevented this was I, what was it i think it was back in i could be wrong on this so don't don't quote me exactly and i can't i can't like pull up the internet because i'll gloss over your face well but, what do you need uh basically i'm pretty sure so like trump fired the the lead pandemic experts back in like 2018 because basically of the, the mindset of the once again the can't happen to me mindset like that's not going to happen we don't need to worry about that even though scientists bill gates whoever you want to say have been warning us about something like this of, of this magnitude for like over a decade they've been saying it will happen in our lifetime it's going to happen again like we need to be prepared for this but what you said with the ventilators um I, I kind of agree with trump a little bit because new york said we need this many ventilators and he was like okay i don't think you need it was something like ludicrous it was like two hundred thousand ventilators some, something like fucking insane and so like okay I, I can agree with that but at the same time it's like this this isn't even we know and based off the predictions that everyone else has said that this is just the beginning of the outbreak at least in in major metropolitan areas like new york dallas whatever whatever you want to name it and we're already running out of ventilators and areas to keep people like they're already starting to like look at um just opening up basically like makeshift morgues and makeshift uh hospitals they're, they've talked Jesus, about that's scary. They've talked about morgues. Yeah, they've talked about. Well, no, they've had to. They've already have that on standby in some areas in New York. Jesus, that's scary. Um, they've talked about renting out uh, hospitals or uh, I, I'm not sure if it was like abandoned buildings, but some buildings that aren't like event centers that or, or whatever to basically just hold people who have the disease. And it's like when when we know it's going to get to that point, it, it's not a matter of like if it's going to happen, it's when. We we need I, I feel like at that point we need to take the measures because I, I think I read an article about him like basically commanding GM to make more ventilators, which I agree yeah. with. I think around the clock with this disease going on that 
Those people pay them whatever the fuck it takes, ramp up the production of ventilators. That needs to happen because there's already a shortage and the worst is yet to come. So I don't think that's unreasonable to be like, hey, like we got to like, we got to put our shit aside. I I know you don't want to work fucking 12 hour days. I know you don't want to work 60 hours a week, whatever the fuck it is. People are going to die. We need these. Like we need these now. And I don't think, I don't think that's unreasonable to say that. I mean, I don't think that's unreasonable. I think it's unreasonable to expect to be prepared for something like this by having those ventilators on hand and by having all of the hospital rooms that are potentially needed because that's a lot of space that won't ever be used until times like this. That's true. But do you think that would be like in lieu of like having like the actual goods made? would it be more beneficial to at least have like some sort of like emergency fund for like, if things like this do happen, we have like the funds set aside to get these produced. So is it like a lack of manpower or is it a lack of money? Like we can't afford to have these things produced. I don't know. I mean, I get, I I mean, I get what you're saying. Like we can't have like a million, you know, whatever ventilators like on hand for like the next thing that we have, like the next pandemic that could come. Like that's, irrational like we shouldn't have that but we should have you know i'm not a i'm not a fucking scientist i don't know what we should have but there we need to have something so we're not and i definitely think after this blows over eventually that things are definitely going to change for sure so we are prepared but we should have we should be we should have some kind of plan to better prepare ourselves even if it's not to stop it outright while we're like in the process that we're in right now where we're at we should be able to have the means and the funds or the manpower to combat what we can now knowing how bad it is going to get well like you said there's yeah. there's no way and i agree with you there's no there's no way of knowing that this new disease that's going to pop up is going to have a specific impact on a respir- respiratory system that there's there's no way of knowing if the new new disease that pops up shuts down your kidneys or shuts down your lungs like and I agree with you so like I get that point but 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 the thing is is that China had pretty much a two month start on this before the before we did and it was clearly spreading to other countries it was it was definitely spreading to other countries it got here it started becoming an issue in Washington it started becoming an issue in California and even in all that time we did nothing to prepare for it. Like we did not take the measures that right then we should have known, Hey, a lot of people have fucking died from this in China, man. Like we need to, I don't know. We should go ahead and just as a precaution, take the steps necessary to, if this gets bad, because it already got bad there, it's getting bad in Italy. So I, so I agree with you. It's not, it's not reasonable to think that we should just have like shitloads of ventilators on standby for like no fucking reason in case this pandemic pops up that maybe has an issue with the respiratory system but when we see the evidence of it happening in other countries i feel like it's not unreasonable to then say that we need to like as soon as it as soon as a couple cases get over here like shit 100 people have this and, and it's clearly spreading and it's easily transmittable between other people Let's go ahead. Let's start. Let's start revving up production of ventilators. Let's start putting country, uh, the counties, cities on lockdown. Like at, at least from what I understand right now, there are still parts of the United States they're not on lockdown. Uh, it, it, or at least that's what I that's what I understood as of a couple of days ago. That could have changed already. I don't know if it's a it's a if it's a federal thing right now. I'm sure, but it's e- more rural states, right? So I think it was either like Virginia or West Virginia or something that like had like barely any. They, yeah, they cases. had like none. The, but now every state has had at least one. But um, 
it's pretty low. But 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 even still, when we started to notice this becoming becoming an issue, and especially with it becoming as much of an issue as it was in Washington or California um, at the beginning stages, we we should have then been like, hey, let's lock this shit down. Let's just as a precaution, just in case this gets bad. Like, shut shit down, social distance, like, you know, we'll keep the essentials open. Because, like, I, I agree with that. We need to keep essential business open so that way our economy is not just completely fucking devastated, right? Yeah, like GameStop and liquor stores and whoever else wants to be essential. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... So, sorry, there's a chunk of the conversation that I missed. Oh, you missed some of it? Yeah, like, uh... The audio We've got out? poor connection or something, nah, so... Shit. Yeah, that's gonna, gonna be an issue with uh, this podcast. Is we'll, we'll probably have some connectivity issues. What What was the last thing you heard? Uh, you were saying, like, there was a hundred people with the virus, and we should have been prepared. Or now that we uh, know that this, so, so like, yeah, basically, what it I, sounds like you guys are talking about essential and non non essential workers that was uh, right at the tail end yeah well, right. it, well basically what i was saying was that like i understand that w- there's no way we could be, be prepared for a for a virus like this but mm-hmm. the main issue is that when we saw it starting to come here and we saw it starting to spread and we know how contagious it is based off of the evidence from other countries that right then not fucking not now there like i said i think there's still some parts of the country you might have looked that up because i saw you typing yeah. But there might still be yeah. some parts of the country that aren't on lockdown. Like right then, when we saw that shit happening, when we saw it spreading, when we saw more people getting this virus, we should have just gone ahead, take the preventative measure and been like, cut this shit off. Everyone like food, food places only, only do takeout. No one can come in, ban all gatherings. Let's just get ahead of the curve just in case, like just in case this is a problem. Let's go ahead and fucking cut, cut the head off right now. But we didn't do that. And there's still some places that, aren't doing that. And uh, th- for right now, for what's happening in our country, that's ludicrous. That's fucking, that's ridiculous. We, we need to, we need to cut everything off. Everything needs to be quarantined. Every, everyone needs to distance themselves. No one be in any kind of public gathering, you know, flatten the curve. Like they, like they keep fucking, like they keep saying, because yeah. that's the best thing for us right now. Like I know the economy is going to be strained, but what we should have taken those measures in the beginning. And now, because we didn't, we have the most confirmed cases. We're going to have more deaths than anyone else. This is going to become a, lar- a, a, a lot bigger of an issue than what it would have been if we had just been like, hey, we had just been like slight hypochondriacs, right? We have, we had just taken the slight measures at the beginning and yeah. it could have mitigated some of that. So that, that's where I'm angry about this whole thing. Well, to, I, I would say just to play devil's advocate to that a little bit, but I, I agree 100% like right now, if you're not adhering to like any kind of like social distancing or like, closing like certain businesses that aren't essential really like you don't need to have them open like that needs to be done 100 percent. but if you were to tell like small business owners or someone in like a more rural state or area like two weeks ago like you need to close your business for the next two weeks or whatever then there would definitely be some pushback because a lot of places you know they can't survive without those you know that income that they're getting every week too so i feel like it's hard to really push that motif on those certain areas and especially with like the rhetoric that we get from our government too where it's not a big deal and it doesn't seem a big deal like two weeks ago those people wouldn't wouldn't really care like what you had to say about it they'd be like have the mindset like can't happen to me type of thing so i mean it it, it's tough to really have one thing 100 percent right or the other 
because it it just fucks everything up. Yeah. But no, I mean, I I agree. I I, I just. I understand at the beginning, especially with the skepticism, right? Like, it's like, oh, it's just another flu. But that's also, that's part of the problem is that like at the, at the beginning, this, I agree the, too this, yeah. So it's like, I, um, I get where you're coming from with the, with the devil's advocate, but like at the beginning, if we had just, I don't know, looked into it more, if we, if we, if we had just taken a couple of precautions, it, it would, it would have been better. But instead it was the can't happen to me it, it, it's another flu it, it's downplayed and then it kept getting worse and worse and worse and then we're we, like even like even until uh, trump's only changed his mind in like the last week or something something really small as of right now and it's i, I don't know it's just i i feel like we could have done something more at the beginning but i agree yeah well okay so like what i was gonna measure it is so it's like I know we're a democratic country and we can't do things like China has done and basically been like, you're not going anywhere, be locked in your homes. We have domain over you, but we could have done something, I don't know, more similar to like what South Korea has done or, or just cause they, they took it seriously at the beginning. They were like, we ain't fucking around. We're just going to lock everyone down, social distance fucking we're And I know they, once again, they they kind of did some stuff that we can't get away with, but like, but but we look at the curve, right? We we look at South Korea and then we look at our numbers and the percentages are way off. It's like they clearly had a much better handle on the situation at the beginning than what we had. Yeah, and, I was actually looking. Sorry, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I've been talking. I was actually, I was actually looking at graphs of the spread of the disease in various countries. Uh, I think I actually saw it on Twitter, uh, but China and. and South Korea, the number of cases has essentially plateaued because they've basically got a hold on the disease. And compare that to the United States. I mean, I know we just got it, but if you can compare the same amount of time between the United States and South Korea, like the United States's cases are rising exponentially, while South Korea at least had a little bit of a turn like their the first derivative of their fucking cases decrease. I love how just like on a side note, I, every time I look up and see Michael and we're talking about like these like horrible times and like dark stuff and Michael's just constantly smiling yeah. about it. He's just it. fucking cheesing. I know. <laughs> Every, everyone's dying. <laughs> yeah. I mean like I could I get it. This this is not something that and anyone and so like that's where I'll give some credit to some places that maybe don't deserve it. This was not something any of us would have ever thought two months ago was going to be a thing. No, no, no one woke not up. One no one woke up in the fucking morning on November 11th and was like, "Yeah, uh, fucking pandemic, pandemic's coming." Uh, you know, there's some disease that's going to spread from bats to pangolins to humans, like, yeah. And I think that just kind of shows, you know, to be sentimental. It's like life can change on you in a dime, man. Like out of nowhere, you're just living your life. You're living normal. You're going through, you know, all the bullshit you're going through with work or school or whatnot. And then all of a sudden there's this fucking pandemic and <laughs> it just spreads across everywhere. It's killing the sh- a shitload of people. And it's like, who would have thought? No one would, I would have, would have never thought in a million years that would have happened in my lifetime. But, but like, that's the problem with the, with the, there's still, there's still people who think that even right now, while it's happening, they're like, 
I've seen posts on Facebook. Uh, does anyone actually know anyone that's had this magical disease? Like in quotation marks, magical disease. I'm like, dude, it's killed yeah. like several thousand people. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I was going to talk about too. Like, you know, there's a lot of varied opinions out there. And I can, you know, for the most part, like see where some people come from, where if they don't live in a big metropolitan area and they're not affected by it, I can see right. the skepticism. But even then, like, I've seen, like, posts on social media from people where it's, like, an art. I've talked to you about this thing we talked about the other day in the kitchen. Like, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there's, like, an article about, like, one of the people that in Dallas that was admitted with corona. And they, like, got released from the hospital. And, like, the headline's, like, something like coronavirus, whatever person, gets released from Dallas hospital. And they made a full recovery. And, like, people were, like, oh, you mean they didn't die from it? Gee whiz, who would have thought? I'm like, how fucking callous can you be? Like, yeah, this person got lucky. Like, they didn't have any serious illness come from her. They didn't die from it. But how can you put, like, that one case of where it ended up great for one person to be happy for them and try and belittle the other points of thousands of other people that have died from it? It's like, how can you... I, I just can't wrap my brain around that way of thinking, like... I just can't imagine like being so small minded or closed minded that like you can't see the bigger picture of this affecting more than your town or your county or like your even just your state. Like it's across the entire fucking globe. Like how can right. you not see that? Well, I think I think it stems from especially like a lot of that mindset that you that you're talking about right now is definitely within the community that we grew up in. And <coughs> the community that we grew up in is this isolated small town in East Texas. You know, you, living out there, you don't really see what it's like to like really live in a city environment. It's just not the things that happen in the city don't happen out there because it's you know it's more rural. It's 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 simple living. But and, and so like that that's the thing. Like even as of like right now, they only have like two confirmed cases. But like a couple of days ago, they had none, and so they weren't taking it serious. They were like. Duh, I don't see any. So, so it's like one of those things. It's like, I guess it's almost, you have to see it to believe it, right? Some people, that's just how they are. You just have to see it to believe it. And especially out there in those rural communities, it's like. Well, the, prob- I, the problem I think with that too is that, I mean, I can only speculate. Like that's, I feel like that's the mindset of most other like small town or rural counties right. across the entire nation. And the majority of our country is more rural than it is urban. Yeah. Like land wise. So. Like, so many people are going to have that mindset, like, yeah, well, it's not out here. Why should I have to worry about it? Meanwhile, it's just slowly spreading out there, and you're doing nothing about it because you think that it can't happen to you. And it's going to happen. If you don't change anything, it's going to happen. Well, like you said earlier, uh, which I'm into, I'm into lure that back around, but this is going to become another seasonal flu. That that, that's what this disease is going to be. Like, every every fall and winter, we're going to have to worry about, you know, common cold, uh, influenza, Corona, like this, this will be the new norm. That that's just that, like from based on everything that I see right now, that's just how it's going to be. And I don't even think it's going to be seasonal. Like, I don't think Corona. I think it's going to be like the measles. Like eventually, we're just going to find the cure and we're going to vaccinate everyone. Oh, there's Sarah for the first time. Yeah, like measles or meningitis. <laughs> like, if you have to get like your shot records, you have to like make sure you're clean on. I and I don't even yeah, know what like, you'd have your records you for. Yeah. Like measles, meningitis, you have your corona shots. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just what it's going to be like when we get through it. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's just, it, it, like I said, it's just that mindset of can't happen to me. It 
we're all the way out here. It's not happening. And like, I grew up in that town, but now we live in Dallas County. We are on not even the outskirts. We're, we're almost in the heart of Dallas. Like we're, we're, we're on the outskirts of like North Dallas. It's happening. It's real. People have it. People in my office had this disease and it spread and we had to go on lockdown and it's a real thing. It's not, it's not this fucking, it's not a made up government conspiracy. I'm telling you from personal experience. Oh, this, that, God, that pisses like, me off too. People think that it's a cons- like some type of conspiracy too. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. My God. And, and, and you know, maybe cause like, you know, I've heard, I've heard things about like, maybe it was man-made in China. Right. Okay. That still doesn't make it a like it doesn't exist like it's it doesn't st- make it any more or any there. less life-threatening yeah it, it's still there it's, it's still, still ki- killing people still killing people it for the most part based on the data that we have you're right it only kills older it only kills people with who have like you know autoimmune diseases people who the have boomer pre- remover yeah the boomer remover the fucking, senior deleter the the doomers <laughs> that's the that's the new generation boomer doomer no just the doomers oh okay uh yeah, so like based on the data, those are mainly the people that are dying, but people like me and Michael, people like me, Michael and Chandler, they're dying. Like a 19-year-old in LA County who just died recently. 19. Healthy. As far as they know, he didn't have any pre-existing conditions. This is a real thing. It's happening it's happening to people across the globe and you know, people who say who is basically just the flu, like yeah, some people don't even know they have it and they have it. It's happening. There we go. I don't know how she had that on standby, but perfect. She was ready. Fuck yeah. I, I don't either. But. Yeah, that was impressive. I like that. It's happening. It's real. You know, it, it has it has <laughs> flu like it has flu like symptoms, but it, I mean, already it's at like what a three percent mortality rate, which that's double what the flu is. Something like that. You know, that's another thing that really bugs me too. Is like, sorry, Michael, I'll I'll, I'll let you go. Real quick, no, but like people that try and compare like the death rates of this compared to like other like big issues, like they're like, oh well, this only killed like so and so many people, like hundreds or like a few thousand people, while heart disease and all this right. other stuff kills thousands of more people per year. It's like, yeah, that's great. We can't get a shot to stop obesity or to stop <laughs> like cancer or something right now, but we can do something to stop people from dying from this currently. So why would why uh, why wouldn't you want to do something to shorten that i mean it just feels like people just have like a, they just don't care about like the life of someone else other than them well i mean shit i remember reading that article of the lieutenant governor from texas basically being like old people are willing to die to get the economy running again that's stupid and i'm like uh, literally, I was appalled reading that, and, and, and like I, I didn't, I didn't. Can you go elaborate in, a little bit more? I, ne- I never heard of that before. I can't so go I, into too much detail because I, I only read like a snippet from the article, and I can't even remember who it was by. It could have been by somebody like you know Huffington Post or something fucking stupid. Buzzfeed like that. articles. Yeah, it could have been something stupid like that. But I did see multiple articles of it later, and it was basically was it like the lieutenant governor? Michael can probably look this up while we're talking. But yeah, yeah. it was the it was like the lieutenant governor for me, Jamie. Yeah, lo- yeah, lieutenant governor of Texas, and he was basically like you know old people like they say they're willing willing to die or you know willing to put their life on the line to get the economy running again. So yeah, I'm sure every old person thinks that. And but but like that's the thing like right now currently like that's kind of the mindset in this country is that like we don't care how we, it's like ah it's just 
couple old people who are in a home, they're going to die. Anyway. Like, even if they're not admitting it, they're not saying it out loud. It's just cogs in the machine. Yeah. You know, we just yeah. got to take through this dip to get things back to yeah, normal. Yeah, the older people, they're the people who are kind of sick and shouldn't really be here anyways. Like, they're, they're going to die. That's such a gross way to think. Dude. Yeah, it's, Fuck, it's like they're, they're, they're going to die anyway, so this might as well get rid of them. And yeah, there's no, there's no reason to be eventually. in a recession for it. And it's like, I, I, I draw blanks. I'm like, dude... How can anyone have that complete disregard? And but I know people think like that. We grew up with people who think like that. They they are in. They're so indoctrinated into their either a religion or b uh, you know political ideals that like that that's legitimately what they believe. They're like ah you know like couple you know some old people are gonna die but we can't let the economy go you know go into the shitter or like that's gonna be really bad and really inconvenient for all of us. It's like you fucking. <laughs> You self-righteous prick. So, you were right. It is the lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick. Let's okay. make sure everybody knows this fucker's name. Dan His Patrick. name is Dan Patrick. And he has two, you were right. He has two he, first names. What a cocksucker. Yeah. Uh, you said, or you were right. He said uh, he endorsed President Trump's desire to get the country back to work and said that he and older Americans might be willing to sacrifice themselves to the virus. To make that happen. That how sounds so I, insane. How can you like be the voice of reason for thousands of like senior <laughs> citizens? Like you just assume that every senior citizen thinks the way that you think and they want to sacrifice themselves to get the economy better. So here's how I'm going to relate fuck. this. And, and this is going to be slightly controversial, but I, I feel like it, it's very poignant. I think this has a lot to do with the way people think religiously. I, that, like that that mindset right there that that guy has I think I don't think anyone can legitimately think like that unless they have this some kind of religious doctrine that they're like I'm going like if I'm good I go somewhere good when I die and this is something I'm willing to die for if it's my time it's my time and it, fuck that I ain't dying for our economy that, but, for, from disease but you and Holy I shit. we don't we don't think like that cause we, we don't have that doctrine like you and I are like this is all we got I want to fucking die from some fucking for, so the economy can be good fuck that but like, there's a lot of people who, that, that's how they think. Like, they're like, I'm, when I go somewhere, like, the, like the fuck, the dude from Duck Dynasty was literally like, "What do you need? What you're gonna cost me more money? What do you need universal health care for? Like, when you die, you, you you got the you got the you got the kingdom of heaven. Like, you got univer you got universal health care for all up there. So, what do you need it now for when you're alive? And it's like, that's holy fuck! No, literally, that's that so that was the thing. It was trending on Twitter, and Zach Zach retweeted it, and he was like, "My head fucking hurts." Like my head's about Damn. to explode, but like that's how that's how some of these people think, and, and like, I I don't mean to shit on religious people. I really don't. I think there's multiple parts of religion that are good, but these kind of people, that's how they think. I used to be religious. I I was I I kind of grew up in this mindset, and this is a thing. People think like this. People really do think like this. They're they're like, you know. This is really bad. A lot of people are dying, but that's all right. They're all going to heaven. They're all going to this righteous place when they die. So, you know, uh, there's there's a good thing in everything. And it's, you know, this is it. I feel like with that mindset, like, why the fuck care about anything? That, like, you could just like, yeah. why don't you just like walk down like the middle of the interstate and you say, ah, fuck it. If I get hit by the car, I'm going to the kingdom of heaven. Dude, but that, like, that, but that's, that's part of the blissful ignorance that they live that like, honestly, like a part of me slightly like, you know, I'm envious of, I'm like, man, I wish I could be that, that fucking convicted about something, but that's how they think. It's like, 
you know, if I die in the most fucking ridiculous way ever, like, you know, I'm, you know, eating with my family at salt grass and I choke and die, like, eh, it was meant to be. It was my time. I, I feel like, and, you know, I don't want us to, like, delve, like, too much into religion. I, I don't either, but, like, but what I was saying earlier is I feel like that's, they're part, some of those people, some of those mindsets, especially in the rural communities, that's kind of their mindset about it, which is part of the problem. Well, I feel like it's kind of like, like, that ideology is infectious, too, because I feel like, I mean, I can only speak for myself and how I feel, but I feel like the human spirit and, like, the human, like, desire is to live. Like, we are made to continue living and to promote life. Like, that's what we've been doing for thousands and thousands of years is prolong life, make life longer, make life easier, make life better. So why would you just you devote yourself to some ideology where you don't care about it and then you stop caring for the sake of other people because you personally feel that, you're going to go to someplace better in an afterlife or whatever you believe. I I feel like it should be the opposite. Like if you have like some kind of religious compassion, you should want to help other people that I, I don't know. I just can't, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'll take your side. I'm not going to, I'm not going to completely shit on every religious person. Or if you're content when you die, like, you know, that's fine for you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not judging an entire mass group of people, but I know for a fact, there are some people that think like that that's their mindset is, you know, I've got God. What else do I need? And you need vaccinations. Yeah. If you want to continue, you need a cure for this disease right. to live. So I'm, yeah. So I'm not, that's I'm what not, you yeah. fucking need. Right. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to judge the entire Christian sect. I know there's a lot of people who don't think like that, but I do think that if you do think like that, you're part of the problem and fuck you. That's, that's where I stand on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to shit on them. But if you are, <laughs> fuck you. Well, okay, so like you can be religious and be like I, rational I, about things. But I, that, I know that, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but like that, if you I think understand. like that, I don't care if you're religious or not, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. There we go. I just feel like at some point there should be a, just some kind of universal like outcry of like feeling for another person. Like you should just want to fight this to keep other human beings alive. Like it goes beyond like political ideologies or shit like that. Like I, I hate that too. Like all this is like becoming like so political now too. Like it's not political. It's a disease against the human race. Like we should, as humans do something to stop our race from dying. Like, well, it, well, the, but that's, that happens with everything now. It's, it's just, I, I hate it. I was literally, disgusting. I was reading an article this morning. Um, and I, I didn't read, I didn't read too much into it, but Basically, some people are taking this as an advantage to like really limit access to abortions. Like Repu- Republicans are taking this as a stance to limit access to abortion because they just banned non-essential surgeries, right? That's what they're mm-hmm. using it on. They're using it on that platform of, well, an abortion is not a non-essential. It is a non-essential surgery, so clearly they shouldn't be having it while this is going on because you know you don't have to have that you can just have the baby but but like that's the thing that's what you were saying earlier like you know this shouldn't be used as like a political football but some people are still doing that shit some people are using that as the offer yeah like and and this like the way our society is now like it could be the smallest minute dumbest thing but someone will make it political yeah but with something this grandiose and of this scale like you should do everything in your power to like not make it political. This is a human problem, not a Republican problem or a Democratic problem. It's everyone's fucking problem. Yeah. No, I I agree. There are a few things I think that the world has a common enemy on. Like 
a lot of countries are fighting each other. A lot, a lot of people don't like others, but climate change, fucking pandemics that are wiping out, pop, wiping out is dramatic, but sweeping the globe and killing a lot of people, like, that, that's a global common enemy that doesn't need to be politicized. That's something we can all stand behind and rally against. Something we can fucking trust our scientists to tackle, not say that it's a just the flu, it's a democratic hoax, it's things like that. It doesn't need to be that. Yeah. You're kinda of, you're you're cutting like in and out of like really good audio to really bad, but I agree with you. I get what he's saying. It's yeah. either you know uh, what'd you say? Like the pandemics or what was the first thing you said? Climate, climate change. change. Pandemics, climate change, aliens. That's what's going <laughs> to take everyone to rally together. Yeah. You know, I say that, uh, you know, and like light, but I feel like this should be a time, like if people were smart and compassionate, then this would be like the time to like bring like the two, like how split our country is now. And, the globe, but mostly our country, like how split it is now, like something like this that affects every single person should be, we could use it as something to come together. And, you know, a Democrat could be like in the, I mean, I know it wouldn't happen, but just like go with it, but like in like the same hospital room as like a Republican and they can come together because they're both affected by something that's greater than they are. And you can realize that yeah. like, there's bigger problems than what you're dealing with, like just tiny squabbling of shit at, it's not going to be like that. I know it's not going to end up happening like that, but that's just what I wish would happen in an ideal scenario. But it... yeah, well, I shit. I remember the ending of that movie. This is an obscure reference, but has anyone seen Arrival? Have you both seen Arrival? It's like got Amy Adams in it. It's about yes. those. Yeah. Okay. With Arrival. the creepy bear thing. Arrival. And so it's like oh, Arrival. 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 Oh yeah, I've seen Arrival. Yeah. I thought you said so, Rival. Yeah, no. So Arrival. So basically, you know, it's a movie where aliens land and they have to figure out a way to communicate with it. But like at the end, you kind of figure out that they're only willing to communicate with the humans if they can all get their shit together and work together. So like they, they have to like devise a way for like China and the U.S. to have like really good relations and like like everyone come to this agreement of like our problems are petty. This is on a galactic scale. We have to put our shit aside and deal with this. Like this is clearly a much more pressing issue. And so like I sit there and I think about that all the time. I'm like that would never fucking happen in real life. Like. Like, like it, it's beautiful to romanticize that, but there's, there's no fucking way. That, there's just no way. The, these countries were all so, like, you know, even, in ju- even in just the U.S., we are so divided. Like, we, we haven't had like a, like, you know, like the World War II that really brought us together and was like, hey, got to put our shit aside. We got to ramp up production. What, like us as women, while the men are off fighting, we gotta, we gotta put our shit aside and, you know, really get it done. Really, really keep things going. Like we. We haven't had that in a while, and, and we're at this point where it's like everything is so far right, far left. Like we, and that's just in America. Like you know, one of the most free countries that there is. Like there's, I, I don't see a way in in, in like the, the near future to where we could all like come together on an issue. Which that's why that's what makes it so difficult for something like this or something like climate change, right? Like there's so many differing opinions between countries that like we can't come to a global consensus on like anything. Like, the United Nations, they fight amongst themselves all the time about, well, what's right, what's not, what should we interfere in, what's a human violation, and I don't know. It's 
it's aggravating to watch because it, cause like, you know, us as like decent human beings, we think we're like, Hey, like this, this is what's right. But then like, you know, you got someone else in some other sect of a country that they're like, Oh, that's not fuck that idea. Like, I don't, I don't want that shit. And like, I don't know. It's, I, it's very hard to unite us all. And this is something that I hope will put it all in perspective, but I guess yeah. only time will tell. Like Michael said, Times today. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. Wow. And if if Sawyer watches this, I think it's Sawyer. Uh, you were there. So we're all experiencing this pandemic together. Oh, Even yeah. though we may be separated, we're all doing separated. it yeah, together. And he, and Sawyer was like, but we're not. We're, we're through a webcam right now. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Like everybody's yeah. going through the same fucking shit. So, uh, you know, we talked about the, the COVID-19 for a little bit now and our opinions. Um, so we'll try and transition into maybe something lighter. I'm not entirely sure, but just another topic, you know, try we'll and see. get people's minds off of it for a little bit. Shit. A toast. A toast. To intermissions. To intermissions. A toast to intermissions. And continuity errors. Um, so, Michael, you have you had a topic you wanted to bring up. So, why don't you? Oh yeah, dude. You are oh, yeah. you are in the spotlight now. Yeah. So, we will now transition into that. So, the topic that I want to bring up is uh, how people's perception of you changes when you do something that's not normal, like get a tattoo or <laughs> do drugs, beat off on a playground, beat off on a playground, especially that third thing. Nice. I especially so, well, want to delve into the third topic. Well, I have a you problem. And me both. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things that I would like to just preface this with is obviously everybody knows that people think tattoos are unprofessional. Like, if I were to get a tattoo of, I don't know, uh, this logo on my arm right here, visible, there might be a problem with that. If I were to get my ears gauged, even a small gauge in public, or if I were to get my ears gauged and try to work in a professional environment, there might be an issue with that. And I don't think that should, like, of course there should be a line, like, you shouldn't get plastic surgery forehead, but a tattoo? Come on, brother. I agree. I, I mean, and that's something that I've, you know, I haven't like dealt with but i've definitely thought about because one tattoo that i wanted to get and it was like because i'm i only have one tattoo and i've thought about like countless others but when i think about one and once i want i mean i want it to be something like really personal or like meaningful to me <coughs> and one that i thought about which i loved the idea of it and i wanted to get it done but the only thing that stopped me is that it would be like on my forearm so it wouldn't be in the profession that i want to go into it might not be like seen as professional and I would think that it would stop me from getting a position in like a certain career that I would want as opposed to someone that wouldn't have that tattoo and that pisses me off yeah I think that's stupid because it's not like your tattoo is going to affect your performance at all I mean if it was graphic in like some sort of way then yeah but if it's you know if it's just a tattoo of something that you like if it's not like someone getting like i don't know fucking beheaded or something or like really graphic or like sexual or violent or like 
maybe drug related or something that's like openly visible then who gives a shit i mean I know who gives a shit, but who gives a shit? Honestly? It's mainly it's mainly the older generation. Fucking boomers. For for sure, you know my boss is like that. She's a little bit older. She doesn't like tattoos. That's how uh, I would say my work. I am currently unemployed. I got laid off from my job of six years. But that's how they were too. Like no visible tattoos. I'm like, dude, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. Well, well. A, I mean, to be tattoo. fair, you work you work for a faith based organization, and that kind of that kind of comes with the territory. I guess. I worked. For a faith-based organization before they fired me. work. Yeah. It's one of those things, I feel like as we get older, I mean, it's already become more socially acceptable. There are some places that don't care if you have tattoos showing, but for the most part in the business world, it, yeah, people don't like it. And and like, you know, I agree with you because like I, you know, I have one and like it's covered up pretty nice by my, uh, by my watch band for the most part. A lot of people don't even know that I have it, but I want to be pretty much sleeved from my, like, only my left arm. Like, left arm up to my chest. Like, that's what I want. But I know the second that, because, like, there's this forearm piece that I want really bad. I know the second that I get that, I'm going to have to wear long sleeves. I'm going to have to wear something to cover it up, like, all the time. And and it's annoying because, like, uh, you, you know, my boss, she literally said one day, she was like, uh, she's like, uh, you, you know, it's not that I hate tattoos, but you know, if we were at an art gallery, like, you know, that'd be fine, but we're not in an art gallery. We're at, uh, we're, we're at a, we're at this firm. So that can't be showed. It's like, well, why we don't interact with clients? I was about to say, especially with you, like you're on the fucking phone. Like, yeah. Well, what, like, well, that, that's the thing it, it said like, okay, maybe, maybe I could understand if, if, you know, there's a place you're constantly interacting with clients, right? Like, you're constantly going out and meeting people. I mean, even then, you can make a case for, like, it's still dumb, but uh, all right, whatever. I'll give it to them. It's like, okay, that's that, that's stupid that that's the opinion that they hold. But there are so many places that are, like, you know, like, call centers or whatever that, like, you shouldn't even have to dress, like, let alone tattoos. You shouldn't even have to dress business casual or business anything because no one sees you. You don't interact with anyone other than the boss. It's literally just, like... Yeah, I like my slave to dress sexy for me. Like it's just there's no there's no fucking reason for you to dress like that. Like it's so yeah. No, I agree with you. It's 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 ridiculous. It's a stupid social stigma. It's just one of those older things. Like there's still some people that you know you walk into a certain like a government building or a building with that fucking hat on, and they're like, take that hat off. It's like I want you to explain to me, please explain. I sit down, explain it to me so I can understand why wearing a hat in any kind of public space is dishonorable like they'll look at you like you just whipped your dick out in the public square it's the most it's the most absurd thing i've ever heard in my life i had a professor that was like that one time where she was like super old school super strict great professor i learned a lot from her but she was quite a bit I, we talked we, we talked about this in uh the podcast with you yeah. me and dub yeah. but she was like the first day she was like if you walk into my classroom with a hat on you will either sit down in my class without your hat on or you will walk out of my classroom with your hat on. I'm like, who gives a fuck? I'm like, it's a hat. God damn. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Or like we had some people, we had some teachers in high school like, you walk into my class chewing gum, you be doing push-ups. It's like, what the fuck? Did- Why? It's gum. Well, I, you know what? Now that I think about that, that just kind of like follows like, I feel like it's mostly older people that have that uh, ideal and like when we were in school and they had like that same thing like, if you're chewing gum, then you're going to, you know, whatever, like do push-ups, or you're going to be punished or something. And we're like, well, why? Like you would have people be like, why do I have to do this? Like, it's just chewing gum. Like I'm setting you up for the real world. It's like, 
okay. They're like, you're going to have to, like, we would hear that, like, constantly th- throughout school, too. It's like, you have to adhere to rules, like, when you're in, like, a professional environment, too. It's like, yeah, I understand that, but there comes a point where you can decide, like, what's, you know, pretty, like, a, a generalized, like, rule that, like, what's either, like, socially acceptable or, like, a norm or, like, a taboo or something versus wearing a hat or having a tattoo or wearing blue jeans to work like yeah you know you know it, that the some people have this mindset of like traditions it's like hey you know it's a tradition is what we do some traditions are fucking stupid they're just yeah. fucking stupid yeah. there's yeah. no there's no reason for it it makes absolutely no fucking sense but people just keep doing it because well that's what everyone did before me and I, it's like, dude, fucking, who the, who the fuck cares if you walk into a post office with a hat? No one, no one gives a fuck. No I, one fucking cares. I hold on to the notion that I feel like, and I, I feel like I can see it too, just from like the interactions that I meet with people like more my age or maybe just like a generation above me or so, like that tattoos are becoming definitely like more socially acceptable and maybe not yeah. really soon, but, and maybe not even like by the time like we're like already you know, neck deep in the business world. Like they'll be pretty socially acceptable. I feel like, well, they're already, yeah, they're already. So like, you know, there's some people in my office who are like tatted up. They have a lot of tattoos and, you know, they're just able to cover it. It's not really a big deal, but you know, you jump back like 20 years and it's like, you were a fucking degenerate. If you had that many tattoos, you had a tattoo on your neck or whatever. Like there's no fucking way anyone would hire you. Whereas like now people can, as long as you're not doing really dumb shit, like, you know, like Post Getting Malone. Face yeah, like Post Malone yourself. Or like, look, I love tattoos. If you tattoo your face, you're a fucking idiot. I don't, I don't care who you are. That's just stupid. Like, I, I've not seen a single face tattoo that looks good. But, like, unless you do some, some dumb shit like that, you know, people will still hire you. It's like, okay, you just got to cover it. Whereas, like, before, it's like, okay, yeah, this guy fucking sells crack. Like, there's no, there. that's clearly what he does. Well, I feel like, it's going to become at some point, hopefully soon, because I want to get some sleeves too. Yeah. That I've definitely thought about, but I feel like at some point it's going to get to where like, you don't have to cover it. Like if you go to like a semi like professional, like business or something like you can maybe wear like a button up shirt and you can roll up your sleeves. And if you have like a tattoo from like your forearm down, like visible, like nobody's going to bat a fucking eye. Right. Or if anything, someone's going to be like, Hey, that tattoo is kind of cool. What is it? And they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I got this because it means this and something." And then right. you, dude, I, most I, people. I've had, yeah. I've had that so many times happen to me too. Like I see someone's tattoo, I'm like, "Hey, that's pretty cool. What? Yeah. Why'd you get that? Or what's the meaning behind that?" And then they tell me, they're like, "Oh, do you have tattoo? It's a conversation piece. Like no, if anything, li- it's yes. gonna promote business." Yeah, literally. That 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 is the one thing that between like me and strangers that I bring up. Like if I see someone that has a tattoo, first thing I ask about because I love, I really love tattoos on people. I think they look great. So, like, you know, I see a pretty girl. She's got a nice, like, little shoulder piece. I walk up. I'm like, hey, I like your tattoo. Like, tell, t- like, tell me about it. And we, we talk about our pieces that we have. And it's... Unless it's, like, an anchor or doves yeah, or an infinity then, symbol or something. Then, then I know what you're... trying to keep away. Yeah, I know, I know what you're so, about. So, slight segue here. I'm interested in the story that you had about uh, the EDM girl. The one that you were talking to. Oh, uh, the Tinder one? Yeah. So there's <laughs> okay. So there's been two. So for those who don't, there's been two. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Tinder doesn't particularly work well for me. I don't know what it is. I, I Tinder sucks. You know, Tinder does suck. But you know, some people have success with it. Like Sawyer, Sawyer's met 
some pretty bomb ass girls on, on Tinder. Some people, uh, I think, I think like Harrison and Laney, they met on some kind of like dating app. I don't know if it was Tinder, but something similar, I think. So like some people clearly have success with it. That's great. It does not work very well for me. And, uh, it's probably my fault. I'll admit to that. Okay. No problem. But so anyways, so I, I matched with like these two, <laughs> I matched with these two girls. And so, you know, EDM, you know, like rave music, shit like that for people who don't really know what it is. Wow. I bet you do ecstasy and MDMA too. You All the degenerate. time. I don't even have to go to a rave. I'll just fucking do ecstasy. You're fired. Yeah. No, I am. Um, <laughs> so, you know, EDM's got, you know, there's multiple levels to it. it, it anyway, it, it, it's really good. I really like the community. So Michael's gotten me into it quite a bit. Um, you know, he kind of, he kind of introduced me to it. So I've noticed that these couple of girls that I've matched with, they were clearly wearing like rave outfits. So there, so that was the thing. So this, what is girl, a rave attire? It depends on who you are. So, so basically the best way, yeah, everyone's a little bit different with it, but the best way I can describe it is like, it's, you know, scandally clad. So like, you know, it, it's shown quite a bit, but also at the same time, it's like, um, imagine like a really like glitterly, like glittery or like just straight silver top and like, super short like bright shorts or something like that like like rave attire like bright colors or like yeah i I think i can oh michael michael's about to show us he's grabbing something but 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 yes rave attire it's very once you once you like go and you see the people that are there like you know when someone raves do they have like the light fingers some people do yes some people do i've been to like one Okay, so, I've seen those. Okay, Trevor has those. Those are for those are for dudes. So like, yes, I wear the yeah. I wear the I wear the one on the left, the fucking the the red one. All right, now Michael, show us your scandally clad outfit so I can get the example. Oh okay. Okay. Oh god. Oh, oh shit. This is no longer a PG podcast. Yeah, get off our we, Christian Minecraft server, dude. Well, we're, we're gonna get flagged. Eighteen and older only now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so like. There was this girl. She was clearly wearing rave attire. Like it was, it was obvious that she was. Also, like, okay, uh, I mean that makes sense. Not, not exactly what I was talking about. But they also wear like these, Get like fucked. they also wear like these, like fishnet kind of things on their legs, where it's like, yes, that, 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 that right there. That's literally <laughs> what I was talking about. It looks like a stripper. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. An alien stripper. There I'm not. Go. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge them. I like what they wear. It's great to go to raves. Oh, Let's just I'm say that. Sure, you oh, like it. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so she was clearly wearing like rave attire. And so like, I, I messaged, I messaged her and I was like, I was like, so you're clearly a raver. I was like, what do you listen to? And she was like, I don't really listen to the music. So she's a poser. So I was like, (laughs) so, so like, that's clearly a, you know, that's a conversation starter, right? You you go based off of the things that are in their bio or in their pictures. And I I thought that would be a good one. Like, you know, if you can connect on music level, that's probably a good thing. And so I was like, hey, yeah. So you got to raise. She's like, I don't really listen to the music. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, so so then, you know, I bounced back from that. I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay. I kind of agree. Like, I don't really listen to music all that much either. But my friend Michael, he's really gotten me into it. Like, um, so she doesn't listen to like that kind of like music? Like the EDM, yes. Oh, okay. Like, the, like, like she doesn't listen to like music in general. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, fuck. If she said that, probably wouldn't have surprised me. But so, yeah, you know, so I agree with that. I bounced off of that. I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm kind of the same way. I'm not really like big into the community, but my friend, he's gotten me into it. I've gone to a couple of raves with him. And she was like, uh, she was like, yeah, this one guy that I met on here, he, he brought me to a couple of raves and it was actually my first rave. And I'm like, yeah, I really liked it. I was like, okay. So like, uh, what, so like, who did you listen to when she went there? And she's like, yeah, like I said, I don't really listen to music. I'm like, okay, what do you, what do you listen to? And she's like, like indie alternative. I'm like, 
All right. Well, like I kind of I listen to that style. I'm more alternative, more indie. Like name some bands. Maybe we have some overlap. No reply. Like hmm. that's just like how that went. And then so I was like, okay, that was fucking weird. And then so uh so, matched with this other girl on tinder i think was that today or maybe yesterday whatever baller one one of the two and so she was she literally said in her bio she was like i'm a raver and i'm like okay so like i messaged her and i'm like all right you're a raver huh i was like so what do you listen to and she was like she named several bands that you listen to michael like louis the child and uh excision the said the sky yes um right excision and a bunch of other people that i didn't know and i was like well, I'm pretty new to it, so I know, like, these three bands. I really like Set the Sky. And she was like, yeah, Louis the Child is my absolute favorite. And I was like, yeah, you know, my buddy. And, well, she she said something like, she was like, I literally cried to, like, Set the Sky, Set the Sky song. And so I was like, yeah, my buddy, you know, he's kind of like that. He's, like, super into the scene. Like, we literally were talking about, like, we were we were doing a FaceTime the other night. And he was uh, literally counting down the seconds till this new Dabin song came out. And, and then, so I was like, Hey, you know, you mentioned in your bio that you're like an artist. So like, what do you, what do you create? No reply. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? Well, you know, I don't want to get too far off it, but that's why like, I don't do like, I don't do any social media. I just have Snapchat. I have Facebook just cause I like memes and that's all. I don't interact with people on it cause I don't give a shit really. Yeah. But, like, that's mostly why, like, I don't do, like, Tinder, like, shit like that or, like, any kind of social media is because people will put what they think is appealing to other people. So, like, you can put, like, I'm an artist, writer, blah, 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 I'm into this. And then when someone, like, tries to, like, delve into that, they're like, oh, shit, like, someone actually cares. Uh, and, and then they just, like, you know, ghost you. Yeah, well, it's, like, one of those things. I, I don't entirely blame them because it's, like... I mean, like, you know, there's just one girl I'm good friends with, and I've, I've looked at her, like, Bumble profile, right? And so you can actually, you can, like, scroll through and see, like, it's all blurred out because you have to, like, pay extra for it. But you can see all the people that have liked you, right? And she's she's pretty attractive. And, I mean, she could scroll for, like, an hour of just all the people who have liked her, but she hasn't liked them. And I'm sort of like, okay, like, as a girl, I understand it. Like, literally, you could be a, like, a four on the scale, right? And people would just... How dare you people rate would, women? Oh, fuck that. God. People, you can be like a four you, on the honestly. scale. Get them. And, and people will just be lusting at you. Get them in you. the like, like, men, men are pigs. Like, there, there's no doubt about that. Us <laughs> dudes, we'll, we'll fuck a sandwich if it's readily available. And just get some... Uh, Microwave That's a piece of bologna. Microwave yeah. a piece of bologna, some mayonnaise, a yeah, piece dude. of string. Yeah, you just gotta make go, sure the, the sandwich is warm. Pretty yeah. much, no. That's it. Not even that. Sometimes, like, you know. Uh, but uh, anyway, so it's like you know, I don't, I don't blame them for not like you know replying to me. Like, how are they supposed to know that I am like this nice guy who means well when literally they're they're getting fucking like thirty messages a day from people on Tinder. Like, so I don't, I don't blame them for that. But at the same time, it's like, what the fuck are you on here for? Like, I get mad when it's like clearly like we're having a decent conversation and it's not just like base level like, hey, you know, I think you're hot. I'd like to fuck you. Like, <laughs> I I get mad when it's like we're having a conversation. We're actually going back and forth and it seems like we have some common ground and then there's just like nothing afterwards. Getting ghosted sucks. Like, like just randomly mid-conversation, things are going well. We're actually hitting it off and then it's like nothing. It's like... Okay, that's where I get mad. Like you, you were bothering to reply to me. Like at least give me—I don't know—give me something to be like, "Hey, 
not interested. It's like, all right, fuck, yeah, I'll I take would, that. I would much rather have that. And I, you know, I've, I've been single for a long time, but anytime, like I've been like talking oh. to someone or like anything, like, or we've been like, just kind of like feeling it out. Like anytime where I've like, I haven't just felt it. Like I can definitely sense like, or like feel that they like feel a lot stronger to me than I do for them. Then like, I'll tell right, them, right, and I'm, right, like, right. Hey, like, you know, I just, you know, I'm sorry, but I just don't think this is going to go somewhere and I don't want to like lead you on or anything. Cause that's what I like people to do to me. But, right. No, I do this. But I no do one has thing. done that to me. Cause I normally just get like no yeah. reply and I'm just like, okay. I was like, well, I guess well, I fucked well, something like, up. I, 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 I get, know. I get it slightly. Like, like, like I really do. Like I'm trying to understand it from their perspective. Like if you're a woman, like just in general, no matter what, like somebody's going to want you literally just for what you put out. We're like, dude, that's not the case. Like, like if somebody likes you as a guy, they like actually like you for the most part. Like guys don't really get used that much. Whereas women do. They definitely do. Um, fuck. I was going to, I was going to go somewhere with that. What was, God damn it. I fucked up. Well, if you lost it, I was going to add something too that. I've had like similar situations, just not with like ravers. Cause yeah, I'm not into that music, you know? Yeah your choice whatever but i love classic rock and i am super partial to anything like that but what i've noticed recently too is a lot of like you know like i don't know like any kind of store will sell like some like vintage like looking or like style like album artwork or something like on a, like a band like t-shirt the biggest one that i found is like pink floyd's because I'm a, I'm a huge pink floyd fan right that's the one tattoo i have of is a pink floyd album cover yes but like the uh, the dark side of the moon album like that's on like so many different kind of t-shirts and i'll see like different girls like out in public like, with that kind of t-shirt on and, like i'll approach them and be like hey i'm like you know you like pink floyd i'm like what kind of songs do you like by them or like what kind of music they're like oh i i, I don't know like any songs yeah. by them i just like the yeah. t-shirt i'm just like all right See you later. Yep. No, I, I, I legitimately, off so I got, much. I got mad at a girl at work about this, but, but same thing, beautiful girl. And she was like, I'm going to order a, uh, Rolling Stone shirts because she liked, she liked the, the, the logo or whatever. And I was like, can you name any Rolling Stones like songs? And she couldn't. And I was like, then you can't buy the shirt. And she was like, I can buy anything I want. I think it's cute. And I was like, no, like, it's a band. It's like buying a like a like a show TV shirt, and never fucking watching the show. Like you like you've got to know something by it. And she was like disagreeing with me. And I was like, the annoying thing is, is that she's really smart. So like I know, like I know there are people out there who like don't even think about it. They just buy a shirt. They think it's cute and whatever. But she knew better, and she did it anyways. Yeah, like I, it, I mean, it's petty. Like I mean, I get like if it's like a cool like artwork or something, you want the shirt. Like that cool. That's fine. But I love music. That's like yeah. one of my biggest like things. And if someone like has like, obviously like it it appears that they have similar like taste in music as me, and like I make some kind of approach, and then I find out they don't give a shit about this kind of music. I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, I can't trust you to do fucking anything. I guess, dude. I literally I matched with a girl on Tinder, and she was like, uh, she was a lifeguard. So I naturally was like, you've seen the Sandlot, right? And. She- she was like, <laughs> I haven't seen the Sandlot. Uh, so basically, there's this scene. Um, Forgive it's been, me. It's been a while since I've seen it, but basically, like, there's a, this super hot like lifeguard chick, and they're all they're all like young kids. And I so, think I've, I think I know the scene you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, and so like he he like fakes drowning so that way he can get mouth to mouth from the. Oh lifeguard yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I've seen the scene. Yeah, and so like I I made that reference. I was like, you've seen the Sandlot, right? And she was like, yes, I have. And if you make the joke, I swear to God, I'll laugh. And I was like, 
uh, <laughs> I was like, well, I feel, I was like, well, I was going to say this, like, you know, we could reenact the Sandlot scene, but now I feel pressure and she can delete in my ass. <laughs> you know, it's not what we initially, like what Michael wanted to talk about, but I feel like it's, it's a weird time for people our age to like try and date too. It, it is because, because, you know, like I was going back to earlier, like, it's super easy to get lost in all these dudes because men are, men are fucking men are trash. Men are, no, straight up. Like, I, but that's not trash. even like me trying to be this like. Oh, I'm different. Like, men are pigs. Like I said, yeah. don't fu- don't fuck sandwiches <laughs> if it's warm on the counter. Like, it, dude, fucking, they don't give a fuck. Whereas, like, you know, women, they try to they try to like you know pick and choose. But so it's like, how do you believe a guy that's like because that's something else. Like that that's that's another trope. It's like. Oh, I'm this nice guy, like a fucking, you know, I'll treat you right or whatever. And then you get in and then you fuck them and then you, you never talk to them again. Like you ghost them after that. Like, how do you, how do you then prove yourself? Like as a guy who legitimately is like that, like the three of us are, it's like, how do you prove yourself as that guy when there's so many others literally like lining out the door who are like, who on the surface level are like us, but like the drop of a hat, they're just like fucking out. Like that's. You know, so like I understand, I understand it from their perspective. I understand why they're not trustworthy. I understand why they ghost us. I, I understand all that shit. It just, it just sucks. If you're a legitimately nice guy, it really does suck. You know, one thing that I've encountered too, and like my small, you know, advances in the dating world is, I've gotten this from multiple girls that I've like been talking to, or like we've hung out a few times. Is like they've like cut it off, and if they have told me, to be like, you just seem too nice, or like you're too nice to me. I'm like. Or, like, you're trying to do, like, too much for me. Like, I know, like, like one time, like, I was hanging out with a girl, and, like, we were going out to, like, dinner or something, and she had to get gas. And, like, I got out, I was like, well, I'll pump your gas for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Chivalry isn't dead. I try and be, like, a true gentleman. And Wh- whips I, out like, a sword, kills her. Yeah, you know, I'll, you know, I'll commit seppuku for her if I need to. But I was, like, like well, she, like, got out. I was like, oh, stay in. I was like, I'll go pump your gas for you. And, like. The next day, like, she told me, she's like, no one's ever done that, like, for me before. And it kind of, you know, like, took me off. And I, I feel like you're just going to be, like, too nice for me. I'm like, dude, I can't fucking win. I was like, what do you want me to do? Like, fucking bitch slap you or something? I was like, I don't fucking get it. I was like, what do you want from me? It's like, I'm trying to be nice. Yeah. I, it's just, it's like, weird. I don't think I've ever met, uh, uh, peace. I don't think I've ever, like, the women that, like, I hang out with, the people that I've, hang, like, hung out with, they've always, like, been attracted Hang, what, like, hang on, Sarah. You're gonna have to repeat that. The audio like quality dipped really bad. See, I think this is why I don't have a lot of friends that are girls because these people are just—they're just—they put on these fucking glasses and they're like rose-colored because they're just like, oh my god, I love this guy. They don't realize like they treat them like shit, and I'm just like, why can't you just pick a nice guy? You know, there's like maybe a couple people at my high school that I'd be like, all right, they're nice, you know, we date them. Hang on one sec, Sarah. It, it dipped for a little too long. I, I, I don't know what it I is think, about I her. I think I got the most of it. Yeah, I, I understood it. I don't know if our listeners will understand, but yes, I know. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's just like, they're like, oh my gosh, I can't find a nice guy. I was like, yeah, you can. They're there. You're just not looking. Well, okay, we so, out here. so like I, so I understand slightly from this perspective. Please leave like, your name in the comments. We're out here. Yeah, We're desperate. 
Oh my god. Trying to pick up a trying to pick up a woman on a podcast. Date me. I am available. Um no, I like, am incredibly single. Yeah. So like I got <laughs> I, I get that from from like a little bit. So like from my perspective, I, I've dated a couple women who I knew they were good for me. I knew that like they would be loyal to me no matter what, and they were like really sweet and they were great. But like there's I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm gonna sound like a woman in this, but there's a little bit of a like a thrill in not the chase, but like you don't want it to be too easy. Uh, Chandler has used this um, example before. He was like, you know, <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> He's like, oh. he, <laughs> he was like, you don't want it. It's like when you go fishing and you know the fish just flop in the boat, right? Like you're not having fun, are you? <laughs> like if the goal is to fish, <laughs> yeah, the context of that situation. I'm not. I sense. wasn't even gonna go. But let's not delve. Yeah, into I don't want to dive in. So I don't want to dive into that. But, but like you know, I get it. So like you know, you know, you meet this girl and she's just like immediately right out the gate, super sweet. We'll do anything for you. Like no matter what. Yes, master, I'm here. Like it's like okay. There's there, there's a bit of a. It's like, I want you to be your own person. I don't want you, like, I don't want you to be just like, you know, this thing that clings to me. uh, Well, yeah. Well, that's something that I think is a problem too, that I, you know, can kind of relate back to like, like an online dating or like social media, like type of dating that we have is like, people will try and put out like a persona of what they think people will like versus who they actually are. And they're not being completely honest with themselves. Whereas if you're completely honest with yourself and you don't try to like change your mannerisms, well, I mean, you should obviously you should try and like be like as nice and like cordial as you can. You don't want to, you know, treat like someone like as you are like on a Sunday afternoon laying around, but you know, you should just try and be you as much as you can. And if that person doesn't like you for you, then, you know, go on. And that's the way it should be. Cause you know, that's the problem that I've encountered the most is like, on the outside like not knowing the person and like either like seeing them like online or just very briefly like interacting with them i might be like you know what i can i can feel that i might have like a connection with this person or it might go somewhere and then like once you get to know that person it's completely different versus what they put out when they're in a social environment or something where i feel like if more people were just like you know how they were just every day like you would find someone that you would like just in normal every day-to-day environments but the way our society is is that you want to try and put like your best like pictures literally or like your best like image of yourself and that's what everyone is doing so it's like these propagated views of your own self like onto other people and it's not really who you are well i think that's the biggest problem well so like my, my thing is is there's been multiple women that i have been attracted to that when i first met them i was not at all like, you, you know, just based on, if we're going to go completely surface level, like, you know, the way they looked or whatever, when I first meet them for like just a super superficial level, there's been multiple girls. I've like, I'm not really that attracted to her. But then like, as I got to know her and like interact with her, I was like, dude, she's bomb as fuck. Like, you know, she might not be a fucking 10 on the scale, but like her personality is a 12 and it's like, I'm more attracted to that, but there's no way you're going to know that on Tinder or Bumble, or whatever the fuck it is, you're not gonna know, I mean, maybe they have, like, a few funny comments in their bio or something, but you're not gonna know if she's, like, 
you know, she jives with you well or whatnot. You literally, like, the point of those apps is like, hey, when I look at this girl, would I fuck her? You know, like, I, I, that, this that, is that's pretty much it. I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I've seen advertisements for stuff like that where it's like hookup apps, mm-hmm. where it's like your only intent and purpose is to just meet up with a person and have sex with them. Yeah. That shit blows my mind. I mean, I get it. Everyone wants to knock some boots around and get their nut, but... You know, for me, I've had my fair share of experiences of, like, one-night stands or just, like, little flings or something. But, like, when it's all said and done and you're, like, driving home or something, you're like, does that really mean anything? Like, yeah. you know, I feel like for people that actually do care, like, they want something more. Like, they want there to be some kind of, like, value in the relationship before something like that happens. But just the way things are right now we want it now we we want to fuck right now and either we get it or we don't we don't want to build a relationship type of deal it's pretty you know it's a it's a rough so, situation so for us single I, fellas i've gone out a little bit i went out a little bit when i was in college and like even now as a 23 year old like there's some people i've gone out with that i've seen kind of the the dark side of this right so we're like you, you know when we talk from the perspective of us three or even like the majority of our friends because i feel like most of our friends minus maybe one or two of them we're all like really good guys who think the way that like you know the three of us do there's a lot of guys that don't like for sure like like, like straight up that I, I i would be venturing to say that there's like 80 80 percent of men out there do not think like the way that we do i live with a lot of people like that whenever yeah. our, i i didn't live with trevor and our other roommate john i you know i associate with a lot of people like that and i was kind of like that at one point and i didn't like it yeah, well, you know? well that, that's the thing. Some people do. They get off on it. So, like, I went out not not that long ago with, like, this group of people that I, di- I didn't really know that well. We were just, like, mutually friends through, like, co-workers. Is this the, co-worker. the one? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes I got it was. Um, and it was, it was just a shit show. Like, the, you know, a lot of these clubs I go out to, like, I don't know, man. <laughs> There's just... You know, people are people are fucking dancing and grinding on each other. They never met or talked a day in their life. They're basically, you know, they're there to fuck, and they don't they don't care about the person that they're fucking. They're just like, I'm I'm here. I'm here tonight. This is what I'm doing tonight. You know, tomorrow night I'm gonna be in fucking Colorado. I'm be fucking this bitch. I'm be doing that. And like that, like people our age right now, like you know, people who are in their mid twenties. That's how a lot of them think. Like people don't really start getting serious until like kind of later on but we are we are this weird phenomenon because it's like you know instant gratification you know like in swipe right match fuck like it's just we've never really was easy yeah we've never really seen that before and so i i feel like for me at least it's really hard to be serious with someone that is my age i feel like for me to be in like a pretty successful relationship i would have to be with someone who is a little bit older than me and that could be that could be like a false perception, but that's kind of what I've seen. I've noticed the girls that are like a bit older than me, you know, they're in their early thirties or whatnot. They're a lot more mature. They're wanting to settle down. They get it. But like the girls who are my age, they're like in college or they're about to graduate from college, and they just want to get drunk and fuck. Yeah, but that's not just that's not just girl. Like I say that like it's just women. That that's like guys too our age. Like that's that, that's like the mindset in your early. 20s and like has even extended on to a lot of people who don't really mature that fast in their late 20s like you know there's some people i worked with that you know in their their late 20s they're literally like a year away from their being 30 years old who act like they are in their freshman year in college 
See, okay, sorry. Well, that. Sorry. So, that right there kind of segues back into what we were talking about. This is actually very convenient. Thank you. So, there's a time in your life when you need to. Tr- when you need to experiment, when you need to try things out. And then there's a time in your life when you should probably let those things go. Uh, in, in my particular case, I'm talking about a, a comment that was made to you uh, about me. And, you know, I'm talking about drugs. I'm talking like some of the harder stuff and when you're young and you research things like that and you take calculated risks like that, I think that's perfectly acceptable. As a 23-year-old myself, I'm fine with going out and doing a little bit of drugs because I know that when I get older and when I start having kids, like I can't be doing that. I got to be a responsible dad. But right now... It's all right like, to let I'm your not, hair down. For sure. Well, would never fault you for that. Let it grow out, man. I no, no. This right here is the only thing I'm letting grow out, and it doesn't even look good. (laughs) Good job. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in the mid process right there. My beard's getting a little thicker. No, I've got nothing. Like, it's all right. But you know, anyway, like, if I want to do acid, I should be able to do acid. If I wanted to do shrooms, I should be able to do that now rather than when I'm 30. Yeah. Well, I don't even think it's. Well, I, I can't. I can't really. I can't hear Sarah. She all said that much. I should. I don't think it, it should shouldn't be an really age thing. be an age thing. Like, if you want to go out and party and have fun, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I'm fine. With it. Like, that's my viewpoint in all this. Like, go out, <coughs> fuck much people. As long as you're safe, you're not hurting somebody. Go for it. But, like, you know, it's the people that are reckless about it who go out there and potentially, like, you know, spread diseases and, like, literally just fuck anyone and everyone and break everyone's hearts. Those are the people that, you know. Yeah. You know, no, so- no and, and you're right. I Maybe I'm taking that from the perspective of, um, you know, just kind of what I see. No, you, there's nothing wrong with being young at heart. There, there's, yeah. no, there's nothing wrong with... I mean, fuck, I don't care if you're in your 60s and you're dropping acid every fucking day of your life. Like, hell yeah. That, that doesn't matter to me. It, fuck it. it. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying it is more of, from my perspective, as a guy who does want to settle down, right, and have a family at yeah, some point in the near future. Does. I understand that. But no, 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 you're right. You're right. Maybe, maybe, maybe that is a bit of a skewed perception on my part of like, oh, hey, you should have your shit figured out when you're 30s. And, and you shouldn't. Like, it. It's okay. It, it's okay. It's okay. Anyone I mean, has that yeah. shit never, figured it, out. No, you should never. There's never a point in your life where like it's you should have crazy. everything figured out. So no, I, you're right. I'm wrong there. I'm not. I'm not well, even gonna I, try I, and deny it. I, I would say to like add on to that. Like it. It should go back to like how you. Well, not necessarily want to be perceived, but how you're showing yourself off to other people. Like if you want to, right. you know, let your hair down and just have fun. Like you want to go out and party and get drunk and do drugs and just you know, hook up with people. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like right. definitely not. Like you shouldn't be stigmatized for that. Right. Like that's but, part but, but of be honest about it is like what you're saying. Right. Like right. you yeah, shouldn't right, right, like right. try and like put yourself out there. Like you want to be in a relationship with yeah. someone or try and have something serious. And then on the weekends you go out and do whatever you want to do to be yeah. young and frivolous. So, so I'll, I'll redact my statement a bit. I, I probably got off on a tangent. I will say 
in my age group right now, it is more difficult for me to find someone that wants to be serious, but that doesn't make it wrong. Maybe, maybe that's what I was like saying. Uh, that's not what I meant. I'm saying I, it's just more difficult to find at my I, age. I feel the same thing too, because, yeah. you know. I find it funny. Like I've got like three friends that are getting married. Yeah. Like, no, it, you know, no, it I, happened. I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Like she's doing her second marriage currently. Like I just got an invitation to her second wedding. Oh, that's nice. a little, hey, like she second got party. married at 18. Yeah, divorced. Look, and no judgments. Another marriage. I'm like, dang, get it, girl. But, you know, it's it's funny. Like, you know, apparently not a lot of your friends are getting married. Like, I have two friends that are engaged currently, and I'm engaged. And then, who else? No, it was just Emily. Yeah. But yeah, it's... You know, yeah, it, yeah. Every everyone matures at a different rate than others, and some yeah. might feel they might not be really ready to settle down, but they want to. They found someone they want to settle down with, and that's perfectly all right. But I do agree with Trevor. Like at my age, and you know, it's not everyone. Mine and Trevor's age, guys, guy wise, because there's definitely you yeah. know, every age of men actually that just want to fuck and do whatever they want. <laughs> but like people like me and Trevor, like we're not saints. We want to, you know, we want to find something like pretty serious. You know, we're not, we're past like that kind of stage of, you know, just acting crazy and doing whatever we want to. Like we would like to find something like yeah. pretty serious, but I find myself in the same boat as you. Like I do look more towards people that are older than me and it feels a little odd for myself. Like I'm looking at like people that are like, right. Either in like, I have, I haven't really looked into like people that are in like their late or not late, but, like, early 30s or something, but, like, I'm thinking, like, more, like, late 20s or something. Like, I'm thinking, like, 26, like, 27, or, like, 28. Like, you know, generally at that age, like, you've kind of, like, phased out of that, you know, party phase or doing whatever you want phase type of stuff, which if you haven't, it, it's all right. You know, do whatever the hell right, you want. Right, we right. don't give a shit. But I find myself in the same boat as you. And another thing that I wanted to add on to, which is becoming a more increasing issue for me, and, you know... This is also, you know, you can have this however you want, but I definitely feel like growing more and more is there is a shit ton of single moms. Like, a lot of, like, girls that, like, I've found, like, attractive or, like, personality-wise or just, like, physical attraction-wise, I'm like, you know, they seem like a really cool person. I'm attracted to them. I would like to, you know, see where this would go if I could. Then I'm like they have a kid i might not be ready to be a father either i feel like that's becoming more and more of maybe not an issue but it's something that's happening like in people our age too maybe from relationships yeah. like sarah mentioned well i mean you it's know, just like yeah my pool my dating pool is getting smaller well, right. well smaller. like you know the nu <laughs> the nuclear family is pretty much dead now right like stepfathers are pretty common thing and there's nothing wrong with that either no no not at all i'm i would i would never say that i'm just, i'm just saying that it's like uh in our day and age there's nothing wrong with like you know we have a buddy that did that exact same thing like fucking he started dating a girl that had a kid and he fell in love with a girl and he didn't give a, he didn't give a shit that he had a kid that she already had a kid that wasn't his like because in our day and age that's not a problem whereas like you know you jump back 30 years it was like fuck that like i ain't doing that like so no like you, you know people our age we we don't care about we don't care about that kind of shit like we you know if we love someone we love someone who cares about their baggage that they you know they bring along it's 
it doesn't matter to us. But we know. did get a little off track. We started off on how people perceive tattoos, and now we've you know delved that's, into say, yeah, that's the beauty of a podcast. It, it just is. snowballs. It does. Yeah, snowballs. It's a it's a weird time to be alive for yeah plagues and dating. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, no. I think plagues and dating. I think in general, it's just a weird time to be alive. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about like our generation. We're breaking all the societal norms. Like we're not, we're not the typical, I mean, social media has changed the world. It's changed how we've interacted with each other. It changes, you know, how we respond to a crisis like this. Like we, and I hate that shit. Yeah, fuck, yeah, fuck connectivity. We hate it. I hate it. It's awful. I love globalization I and want, the spread of communication, but I hate social media. I want to start a fire with my fucking stone and stick axe. Yeah, I had no not? idea what you were going to say there. I was a little bit concerned. <laughs> yeah, no. What the fuck you I, I kicked off my sandal. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it, it's just like it's just like one of those things. Um, you know, the world has never seen dating like this before, like to where what what, what I was going to bring up earlier is that like you know people my dad's age, right? My dad's almost fifty years old, um, and you know his his buddy Jason, like he he has like a fucking crazy high success rate on dating apps because it's like people their age, you know, that they're finding this as their outlet to you know, meet someone new who is serious because it's like, I'm not saying when you're 40, you don't just want to fuck, but it's like, you know, when, when you're 40 years old, you're like, or, you know, you're in your mid forties. You're like, yeah, you know, that'd be nice. Like I would like that. But you know, at the same time, like to build something, I guess. So it's like, there's a, there's a lot of people I feel like, or from what I've seen, the, the data on this could be completely, you know, false. But from what I've seen, a lot of people my dad's age, like they find pretty good success rate based off of literally just messaging on Facebook or meeting on Tinder or meeting on Bumble because it's like, you know, they're actually looking for something more than just like, let's meet, let's fuck. Because I feel like our generation, it's a pretty known thing. We, we all have quite a few issues with commitment, with like saying, this is the one person I want to be with the rest of my life. And that that's not just in dating. That's also in... We're seeing it in jobs, right? Um, you, you know, you, you jump back 20 years, you jump back 50 years, whatever. It's like, hey, I want to be a firefighter. And you're a firefighter for 50 fucking years and you retire and you do that. But it's like now it's like millennials are, they're going out and they're, they're being a part of something for like two years and then they jump jobs and then they move up the ladder through that and then they jump another job. And it's, that's something that the world has never really seen before. And you know, it, it works the same in the dating world. It's like, you know, we're not just going to jump and be committed to the first thing that comes along. Whereas like a lot of people in the previous generations would have done were like, Hey, you know, maybe there's something better. Maybe if I like play it this way, it could, it could work out like that. And I feel like that's a, it's a pretty new mindset. That's not something that has really been across a societal level. People have been like accepting and okay with. I tried to find statistics on uh, like old versus young success in dating apps. And I ended up accidentally going to like this porn advertisement site. <laughs> that was a mistake. Oh, so, that's perfect. I'm sure you did. That is perfect. <laughs> oh yeah. Accidentally. Yeah. Dude, did uh, Zach ever tell you, 
this is such an obscure fucking memory, but it just popped in my head like out of nowhere. But like Zach, when we were kids, he um, it was like when Guitar Hero Three came out, so like no one knew who the fuck like, our age, no one knew who the fuck like Tom Morello was and things like that. And so he uh, he went on in like the computer lab, he like typed in uh, like Tom Morello, and it was like a link to some fucking malware shit. And he like clicked on it, and it immediately was like "fuck you," and it like flipped off the camera, like like it flipped off uh, whoever it was. And so he he was in like fifth grade. He got like super nervous. He told the teacher, and then like we had to like shut down some of our shit. Oh, oh my Lord. gosh! <laughs> Fuck you, Tom Morello. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. Malware in the early thousands. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. A fucking Trojan horse virus. So is there anything else you want to add to your point? Because I know we, we got super off top off topic, but it was a good conversation. So, yeah. Who are you asking? You. Oh, um, just that me personally, as a drug user myself, I am still the same person. Uh, I am not inhibited in any way. I know that some people, but I mean, if you drink too much, you can die. Well, that's, if you, that's the funny thing about, like, alcohol, right? It's, it's, like, it's technically one of the more dangerous drugs. Like, it kills more people than, like, most of them. And the, like, the area of, like, study that I've done in college, like, I've, you know, we've had a little bit of, like, leeway to do, like, some kind of, like, like freelance, like, research papers or something. What I find myself, like, mostly going towards, because it really interests me, is, like, addiction-type things. But, like, you can be, like... You can have a crippling addiction to anything that can, you know, vastly alter your character, like your life or like your potential career in anything. Like it could be food or pornography or TV or video games or drug. Yeah. Or drugs or alcohol. But the stigmatization that we have is that if it's drugs, like you are any kind of user, then you are, you know you're a druggie, you're a pothead, you're a crackhead, or whatever. Whereas you can do, I mean, you know, I feel like it's kind of like, maybe not a new way of thinking, or maybe an enlightened way of thinking, for lack of a better term, but like, you can, you know, dabble in a little bit of everything, and as long as you're still productive member, like, as long as you're still a productive member of society, like, what does it matter? Like, if you... If you smoke a little pot after you get off work and you still show up to work on time and get your job done at the same caliber as you would not doing it, like, who gives a shit? But if you, you know, sit at home and, you know, I don't know, you you binge watch, like, a TV show or something and you're up till 4 a.m. and then you're late to work the next day, like, is that worse than being addicted to drugs and showing up to work late too i mean it you know i i see where you're coming from michael for sure and i agree 100 percent. but yeah. i feel like it's it's just the stigmatization of what it is and like how it's been perceived by our government and generations before us is why people judge so harshly on it i haven't changed since doing drugs um I'm still the same guy. I still have the same ambitions. I'm still in a master's program and doing drugs hasn't really destroyed my life in any discernible way. 
Yeah. Let. <laughs> fucking drugs, you know, man. As any responsible user of any kind of, you know, type of stimulant could say, where it be alcohol, drugs, sugar, caffeine, anything that has any sort of addictive, addictive in quotations, Michael, quality to it, would say, you know, there's a lot to experience in the world, and you should experience things, and as long as, you know, you keep your main goal on track, then, you know, who cares? You should, you should try, you should do stuff, you should experience things. I blame Nixon. That's who I blame. Yep. Yeah, fuck, the, this. fuck that and the war on drugs. It's a whole bunch of blogna. It literally is. Like it, there were quotes that came out from his administration later that were like, "Yeah, if we could make you know we we figured yeah. out that we couldn't make you know being black illegal. So what we did, <laughs> what we did was is we put a war on drugs. Oh God. Yeah, that's or, actually a quote. Yeah, look up like uh, we. I don't even know. What, I don't even know. Like Nixon, like fucked up quotes or something like that. Or, well, shit, that could be a lot of things. Yeah. Or even, like, in the Clinton administration, they had, which people are, I'm sure, still serving, I can't say for a fact, still serving under, like, the three-strike rule, whereas if you get, uh, like, the same penalty, and it was, you know, geared toward whatever, but it's at drug charges, like, if you get the third, like, drug charge, like, three strikes, you're out, and that's yeah. people still serving life sentences for things like that. Yeah. That's hard, dude. Yeah, that's fucked up. People that are, like, getting put on probation or, like, one or two years for, like, statutory rape charges or rape charges or molestation charges, like, getting out, like, barely anything done to them, really, a, virtually a slap on the wrist, and you got people for selling pot in the 80s serving life. All right, so why don't we, why don't we go ahead and wrap up? We probably hit right around that two-hour mark, so... yeah. That's a wrap. We've talked, we've talked about a lot. We've gone a lot of places. We'll it's probably be fucking taking off of YouTube for our, like past 30 minutes of conversation, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, because no one wants to hear the cold, hard fucking facts. Yeah, it's apparently controversial. We'll be, we'll be labeled as another Jordan Peterson or Joe Rogan. We'll be or you'll just have to log into your YouTube account that's 21 and over to watch our, or 18 and over to watch our video. So you know what? To our younger viewers... You can't hear Fuck. me. <laughs> Innocence are proven guilty, immediately de demonetized. <laughs> it's not like we're monetized anyway. We're not. Yeah. All right. So uh, to wrap things up, um, social distance, guys, for the, you know the next couple months. God, who <laughs> knows how long? Yeah, we don't really, we don't really know. Fucking stay away from other people. This is a serious pandemic. We need to, we need to take it seriously. It's no longer like oh, this is just a China thing. We're all fucked. We need to, you know, uh, flatten the curve as long as possible. And if you decide to wear gloves in public, bring changes of pairs of gloves. Because if you touch something with your gloves, it's the same as using your bare hands. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. To people yeah. that don't know how gloves work. Do your best do your best to stay away. This is this is a real thing. It's not some quote unquote magical virus that fucking goes around. It's it's real. It's here. It's killing people. Take the precautions <clears throat> necessary. Even though you might not be affected by it, other people will be affected by you being around it. So don't be an asshole. Do do your part. Everyone do your part. Um yeah, we're we're all in this together, as fucking Zach Efron once said. 
wise very, man. A very wise man. Once very said. wise man. Who also played a serial killer on Netflix. So, yeah. It's a nice tie-in. Yeah. Um, We've come full it, circle. Yeah. Full, full fucking circle. Anything else we want to add? Or, Michael, you got any words of wisdom for our viewers? Listen to EDM. Okay. Listen to EDM. Stay safe. Wash your damn hands. Yeah, wash your fucking hands, guys. Um, okay, so but, okay. I guess if we're talking about coronavirus uh, safety measures, uh, if you think you have it, call your state health department. Figure it out. Nice. It can happen to you. Only you can prevent corona to coronavirus. <laughs> Fuck, I fucked it up. Forest fires Almost. and coronavirus. Only forest you can prevent it. Only you can prevent forest fires. And coronavirus. That is the pandemic going around right now. <laughs> forest fires. People are forests and they catch on fire. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music slash podcast, YouTube, whatever. Go like our Instagram accounts at uh, Modern Goonies. Um, single ladies, hit us up in the comments. Yeah, all single ladies. Plug it. Yeah, um, all that. Um, but that's pretty much it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Goodies Podcast. I've been your host, Trevor King Minor, co-host, Tanner Swing, and my good friend, Michael Ross. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Deuces. Have a good night. Be safe. Wash your fucking hands.